You're listening to the Fairies and Folklore Podcast by Renal. I'm dark fantasy author Renal Janssen von With nearly a decade of digging around in dusty folklore books, researching creatures of imagination that ignited my curiosity, I'm here to share the folklore in a nutshell and how I reimagined it for my writing in An Origin of the Fae. This is the Fairies and Folklore Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Rinal Janssen von Vieren. You can just call me Rinal. In today's episode, we're continuing our exploration of the Feyre. This episode is brought to you by my Dark Court Sisters book series, available in ebook, paperback, and audiobook. Three sisters, three destinies, three ways to destroy the world. Go to RinaldaMythmaker.com forward slash Dark Court Sisters series for more. You can now support my time in producing the podcast, researching, writing and everything else involved by buying me a coffee. This can be a once-off thing or you can buy me coffee again in the future at your discretion. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Renal to support me. We are continuing our exploration of solitary fae. Today's fairy, dwarfs. Folklore in a nutshell by Renal. I've looked at the more violent dwarfs of folklore in a previous post, Dwergar, but this is about the dwarfs who enjoy playing with their trinkets dug from the earth. Dwarfs from Scandinavian and Teutonic folklore are a species of fairy that inhabit the interiors of mountains and the deepest parts of mines. They are small of stature, ranging from 45 centimeters high to about the size of a two-year-old child. They usually look like little old men with long beards. Dwarfs live in tribes with their own chieftains. They have grand halls filled with precious stones and gold. They are quite skilled at metalwork and forging grand treasures. In some myths, they have the power to foresee the future and make themselves invisible. Dwarfs are connected to the earth and are often portrayed as miners and craftsmen. In Norse mythology, they are expert craftsmen who make Thor's hammer, among other things. They are also known for their moral ambiguity. Stories like the one about Falyar and Galyar, who killed the god Kwasir to make an extraordinary mead, comes to mind. There are famous dwarves in ancient Germany, including Alric, who had the strength of twelve men and was defeated by the hero Siegfried, and the dwarf king Loren, who fights against the hero Dietrich in his rose garden when the hero comes to free a woman Loren had abducted. They are part of the hidden people, yet living quite openly in the mortal realm, still producing exquisite objects valued by gods, fae, and mortals. And now, for my interpretation of the fae, in an origin of the fae, dwarfs. Dwarfs are diminutive in size compared to humans and high fae, and prefer it that way. They are shorter than the Golna, if only by a bit. In some clans, anyone too tall is thrown out. They live in mountains and dig their own mines, far below that of humans. 
There are ways to travel between mines, which includes the treacherous labyrinth. Their children play with uncut gems. Their skin is tough enough to withstand fire, lava and molten gems. Having shiny things from the earth around them is a way of life. They do make marvellous trinkets that they sell to other fae. They take on the ethnicity of the local humans. As a little bonus, let's look at this fairy translated to Afrikaans. Vargis. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Fairies and Folklore podcast and that you've learned something new about fairy. Remember that you can get a transcript of this episode in the description. If you're new to the podcast, why not go and grab your free copy of Unseen, the second book in the fairy tale series, on my website, renaldemythmaker.com. Loads of folklore, magic and danger await. Take care.